Welcome back to Breaking the Ice Podcast. Uh, my name is Josh Dolan. This um, this episode needs a little bit of explaining because it's it's a little bit different format. Um, one, we didn't have a guest because we we had a pretty big name guest coming on, and they they ended up having to cancel, which I I get because they're famous and we needed them more than they needed us. I mean. To be honest, that's the case with all of our guests. Um, but so the guest had to to cancel, and then uh, it was just going to be you know just the the normal show, Mishu and Isaiah, and um, Mike Shu went missing. Me and Isaiah logged on, and we were just waiting for Mike Shu, and it got five minutes turned into ten minutes, and then ten minutes turned into fifteen minutes, and then we just had to end up putting Mike Shu on the back of the milk carton because he was missing. So we put Mike Shoe on the milk carton and then we just sent out the bat signal on Twitter and Facebook and we just said, whoever wants to come on, um, come on. Me and Isaiah are not gonna talk to ourselves because if we do, it's just gonna turn into insults and it gets dark very quick and it would just be the racist cock through the entire episode because we say things to each other that would put us in jail and we would both lose all of our careers. That's why um, we don't do Instagram lives anymore. So if you guys follow us on Instagram or follow me on Instagram or the podcast, you would see me and Isaiah doing those. We don't do them anymore because a few things slipped out um, from Isaiah, not me um, and me. Okay. Um, I mean, we're not, we're not good influences on either one of us. Um, so Mike Shu went missing, guest canceled, this is the episode we sent out the bat signal mistress carrie was the first one to click on there was a few other people i'm not sure who they were if you guys were listeners of the podcast or somehow you were just on twitter randomly or on facebook wherever we put it out on social media if you're listeners we never ended up getting to anybody else because carrie was i mean literally i put the link out carrie clicked it and then we talked to Carrie for an hour. So everybody else that I ended up putting in the waiting room and we didn't get to you, I apologize. We did send out the bat signal and we were we were really looking for we were looking for Carrie to save the episode and she did that. Um we uh I'm I'm not even sure I remember what we talked about, but um yeah, it, it turned into a fun episode, and before we get going, I just would like to thank our sponsor, our new sponsor, One Worcester Homes and One Worcester Loans. It's your one-stop shopping for buying, selling, and investing. Go to OneWorcesterHomes.com, and let's get to the episode. I've rambled enough. Here's Breaking the Ice Podcast, and there's a few... Did I say and enough? There's a few parts where there's um, some random sounds and stuff. I'm not even going to edit it out because that's just what this episode was. It was just randomness. It was spontaneous. We didn't even know we were going to talk to Carrie, and we talked to Carrie. So Mistress Carrie on the Breaking the Ice podcast. I forgot the name of the show. Okay, let's get out of here. If it was illegal to say stupid things into a microphone. Why must you be so stupid? These guys would be doing life without parole. Hey, everybody, we're back from prison. Why do we keep encouraging this kind of behavior? It's the Breaking the Ice podcast with Josh Dolan. You know, we could, like, go to jail for this. Along with Mike Shue and Isaiah Moskahanna Bonsa Mana Blitz Boskowitz. Whatever the hell his name is. What are you guys doing? Oh. Whoa. 
Oh, Carrie came on. I, that was um, fantastically quick. <laughs> Did she jump on? I was just looking at Twitter to see if it actually sent. And then, I mean, that was instant. <laughs> I just wanted to say, hi, I'm sitting in my studio. I saw your tweet go up. I was like, oh, I'm totally clicking this link to see what these guys are doing. Everyone bailed on us. We don't know if we got canceled and no one told us, but shoes gone. We were going to have <gasps> board on. He bailed. So Isaiah just disconnected too. He just was like, fuck you, Josh. Yeah, I guess it's me. It's I mean, Isaiah's showing me pictures like he's he's an old aunt or something. He's just he's, he's what? Like, remember the this? Fuck? This was the last day of AAF. And I was like, Yeah, I kind of that stuck out in my brain as a day that I remember. Wait a second, wait a second. Let me put a fucking better background. Carrie's gonna carry. So what I'm doing is going through like background, like pictures that are good backgrounds. Oh my God. I, no, no, no. I want one with you and me. And it's all my thing when you finish the marathon. Hold on. Let me finish this. Okay. Well, Isaiah's doing that. Thanks for coming <clears throat> on, Carrie. Hi. I just wanted to say hi. I'm in the, I'm on the air right now, but I wanted to say hi. Oh, you're on the air. Hi. How's yeah, it going? Thank good. you for, uh, you know, using your bathroom break to talk to us. And, you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> she pees. Come on. She does so many breaks. She pees in a bucket right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not peeing in a bucket. I don't have right a bathroom. Here, right, here, right, here, right 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 here. Oh, was that in a coffee shop? That no, was that, that was, was at the no. broadcast at the end of the marathon. Yes. 2019. Yes. That was oh, here we go. How do we get back to this? I mean, you can't even tell how miserable I was. Hi, sunshine. How are you? I fucking love you and I miss you. How are you? I miss you guys too. That's why I clicked the link. I wanted to say hi. That's awesome. I'm good. I'm busy, but I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. I can't get th- that picture. Oh my I like God. those specs. Look at those specs. Those are like, like you're like, ooh. These I'm are my sure Charlie what- Sheen Wild Thing specs. See? No, it's all no. But who who's the guy that does the apartments? Uh, the guy that was in the Fly. The guy that was in like Jeff Goldblum. Oh, dude. Oh, you, you'd fuck him. I love me some Goldblum. He's my I know you do. He has been for years. He's in the new Jurassic Park movie, too. Right? Can you imagine? They're actually making another one of those movies. Yeah. And I, I mean, actually, I'm not going to lie. I saw it and I was like, this is stupid. And then 30 seconds later, I'm like, I'm going to watch this. want to see it. Yeah. <laughs> Dinosaurs and Jeff Goldblum in it. Why would you not watch that? Well, you know, that's just good writing because when you get 30 seconds into, I mean, how... How are you not learning from, you know, these, the, Hey, what's up? <laughs> You're just going to start getting people just chiming in. It's going to happen. I wanted to be the first one. So I'm psyched that I got, I made you it were in the first one. You were dialed in. I didn't <laughs> well, know if you were the- still in the middle East or not, or. Oh, I'm you went. Yeah. I went to the United Arab Emirates and now I'm back. How is your man? He's good. He's coming home very soon. When? We have, I can't tell you the exact date because that's not allowed, but it'll be soon. Now, when he comes home, can he stay home? Well, I mean, yeah, for a while. I mean, he's in the military, so who knows? I know. Mama needs some love. Come on. <laughs> Mama needs some love. Let's go. I flew really far to get it. Oh! And it was worth it. Hey, listen, how's the show going? How, talk to us about the show. Everything the whole- is good. Everything is good. Um, let's see. Uh, episode 89 of the podcast has got Aaron Jones on it this week. Slash was on last week. Jonathan Davis from Corn was on the week before. So it's been really good. It's been awesome. Good. good. 
you've become you've you've truly become and, and you always were but you I, I think you've become that place where you know rock radio fizzles out in the radio world but you become that place where artists can go so do you are you do you think that you have and you're building those connections where you become that place where artists and new artists can can showcase their stuff yeah that's the hope is that you know there's a lot of great new artists that are coming up in rock that don't have a radio station that can right. that can play their music because there's most of the rock outlets anywhere around are classic gone. rock and uh, they're gone they're gone the new rock stations are gone and there's some really good artists. Like I'll, I'll give you a plug of a couple artists that are coming up on the show that I think you guys are, are going to really like. Uh, there's an all girl group called Plush. They're mm -hmm. opening up for Slash at the House of Blues and they're all under 21 years old. And these girls shred. They're awesome. In Boston? They're playing at the House of Blues with Slash in Boston. Yeah, they're awesome. And they're under 21 years old. All four of them are under 21 years old. Well, that three makes me girl, feel unproductive. You know, three of the girls are from upstate New York, and one of them is from Maine. And yeah. they rock. Um, old school rock and roll. It's awesome. And then there's a guy that you guys should definitely check out named Jelly Roll. Okay. Who is a hip hop artist. He's a country artist and he's got a song that's climbing the rock charts right now. And he's going to be at the Palladium on April 1st. And he is like, I'm trying to think he's from Nashville. So it's, it's a little bit more soulful, like a combination of like the way Kid Rock tries to blend genres, yep. but Jelly Roll takes it to a whole other level. Like it's really soulful, um, you know, kind of like a Southern Everlast kind of thing, but then it's got some country twinges in it and it's got some hip hop twinges in it. He collaborates with a lot of hip hop artists. But uh, his name's Jelly Roll, and he is he is awesome. If you haven't so, checked, so, out. so so tell me this. So, how are you at this point connecting with all these bands, and what's your connection to keep that uh, new rock feel alive? How are you doing that? I just am. I'm just watching everything and yep. and online and 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 looking for these artists. And I've always tried to go to shows and get there for the openers because I always kind of want to see who these opening bands are or whatever. Right, right. And then I reach out to them and I'm like, hey, you know, can I get them on the show? And then sometimes the labels and managers will come to me, um, like John Varvey. I was going to ask that. I was going to ask yeah. that. The label world. You and I have been doing this for decades, so there's yeah. that label world still. And they, they, they always hunt down radio, radio stations. But I'm not sure who's losing their shit there. And the psychotic desire to give someone brain damage. Is that that person? That's so No, no, they're, they're on mute. I don't know what that was. That's all right. The, the, the point I'm making is that you spent so many years as the music director, the assistant program director, yeah. basically the person involved in WAF, that you have decades of connections. Is that lending to what's making you 100%. have? They came to me, John Barvedo's Big Machine came to me a year and a half ago and said, we're in the middle of a pandemic and we're trying to break this new artist. His name's A-Rod. And you know, will you put him on your show? And I was like, absolutely. And Aaron Jones is part of this new wave of rock artists that is just killing it right now. Right. And 
So they know that I absolutely have a platform that I want to keep in touch with all of these amazing legacy artists, but that I also want to be able to introduce music lovers to these new artists that I think are doing amazing things. And there's a lot of great new rock music out there right now that people need to know about. And there's a whole new generation of, of musicians coming up that are, that are doing cool things. Like there's another female artist that is uh, opening up the big gig. Her name is Lilith czar. And I have her on the podcast and she's awesome. She was on the voice and they tried to make her a pop singer She's just not. She's all rock attitude. She doesn't. (laughs) She's gorgeous and just raw and so punk. And I had her on the podcast. We talked for like three hours and neither one of us wanted to stop talking because it was so much fun. So there's a lot of great new artists out there. And and it's just harder and harder for them um, to find kind of a mainstream like radio way to expose their music which is why I put them on the podcast. And then every episode of the podcast has a playlist and I propagate it and fill that playlist with all of that artist music, all the other music we talk about. Well, Friday nights are like this. Screw you, mom. I want to get laid. Too long for a different time. I don't know who's in the the chat. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, this is what happens when you put it on. Hey kids, what's wonders? Right, Josh has got to go through and delete all these things. There we go. So Carrie, one of the one of the coolest things, like you and I worked together for years. And one of the coolest things okay, on the gone. side that you would know, Josh, <laughs> is that every day I would I would check in with Carrie and you would fill my inbox with new music. Remember that? Yeah. Be like, hey, yeah. Josh, out check this out check because this out. it was so cool it was like i did the sales end of things and then i started doing the on-air stuff didn't matter i was just like you have your fucking thumb on the pulse of shit and and she would always fill my inbox with this crazy new fucking shit which is what i love because i'm a music guy yeah and i always know that that's what's going to move things forward and dude i i still have that folder you used to fill every new rock song. Didn't matter what it was. Yeah, just check shitty. this stuff out. Check it out. You were just like, Isaiah, Isaiah we, we were talking about this earlier today on the phone, speaking of new rock on the radio, when <laughs> when me and you, when you were doing weekends on AF, and then right. you, you would have me on, and we would just talk for like an hour straight. <laughs> Carrie would be like, you're, And then you're- all the labels would call me on Monday <laughs> and go, you played the songs this many times the week before and then down how come and then i'd go and look at the logs and be like oh because josh and isaiah just talked for a fucking hour and didn't play any of the music and all (laughs) those new songs that we had promised the labels we were going to play a bunch of times you guys are just like we're just not going to fucking play them and then i would field all the calls on monday and be like i'm going to kill these two assholes (laughs) i'm going to kill them i used to get so mad at you like you guys have no idea. Like we make promises. Like we want to help. Wow. You guys. Look, I want to have Lenny Clark on the show. Well, that's I mean, I, have a podcast where you can talk for six hours about whatever you want. And this is what we've learned. We actually. What's, what's so funny is think about all that, Carrie. Think about all that, and think about where you are now, and think about what we're doing now, and everything. It's crazy how things like we all go through, you know, a metamorphosis of whatever, but you had to be so cognizant of every fucking single minute 
and what was this and what was that? Hmm. And now you're in a place. Well, I'm still doing that though, because I- A little bit, a little bit, but for your podcast, well, you the can podcast, do what the fuck I you can, want. I can do what I want, but I still have to make promises on- Of course. I'm going to promote things and 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 sending out social media links and, and making sure that- but you, know, you can I, also you. But the difference is you can be you for as long as you need to be you. And that's what's being sold. And that's what I think radio missed in the last decade, two decades. Yeah. Of letting. Like if, if, if I were the person that was programming you while you were doing you, for example, I would have just let you fucking go. I, I would have been like, you, but what a- you guys were doing was turning a rock station into a talk station on the well, weekend. No shit. Dude, I'm, we, we, we were fucking around on a weekend show. I'm, we're joking. But in the grand scheme of things, I saw it for enough decades that I really truly believe that that kind of stuff, obviously much more focused and prepared and whatnot, is better than just fucking playing two songs and a promo and two songs and a promo. It's all- you, but I'm listening to Mistress Carrie to hear Mistress Carrie. Yeah, you you are, but you're also listening. You know, the the one thing about a music station is that no one person transcends and is more important than anything else. Like, yes, people would listen and still do listen to me on the radio because they want to hear me, but they also are coming to that station and listening to me because the, the music is something that's in common. It's a common language it's part of the lifestyle. And so you can't just say, oh, well, they're just coming here for me now. I transcend the format. I don't have to play any music anymore because as we saw with AAF over the years, the more talk they brought onto the station, the worse the station did. Well, we get, hold on, stop there for a sec. So as I sat in the sales place as a programmer person that, let me tell you what happened. There was a fucking study that was done, and you and Greg and Mike. Yeah, all the, the perceptual stuff. Yeah. No, but the, the, hold on. The top. So, what you say about music is true. Yes, we like to listen to Welcome to the Jungle. We like to listen to this. But you, honestly, at that point, when I listened to this in a sales meeting for Intercom, I was like, okay, so you fuckers are saying, that the fucking personalities are what runs this, but you're stifling these personalities to play songs. Not saying that you can't be behind. Personality is not correct, Isaiah. It's not stifling the air personalities to play music on a formatted station that plays rock music. That's not. Do you think you had the freedom to do whatever you wanted? Well, I was in a different position because I was the assistant program director. But did you think from the day you started at nights, you had total freedom to say whatever you wanted? No. Yes. You did? Yes. All the time. To say whatever I wanted or for how long? Those are two. How long? How long? That's not the same thing as saying I could. Sorry, sorry, sorry. For how long? No, I couldn't just go on there and talk for a half hour like you and Josh did. No, but no, 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 do not use us as an example. You are a legendary person that did it something. Doesn't matter. It, it, They're only going, they, dude, they did people meter studies where they showed that even 
listening to Madonna talk on a pop station. People got sick of it after a while. Okay, good, good. They let's take, let's take, let's take people. They let's only take... want to hear it in, in as much as they're willing to listen. And then they're gone. There's a reason why not everybody gets away with three and a half hour podcast episodes. Because people don't let's, want to always listen to three and a half hour podcast episodes. Let's take, let's take away people meter. Because in my opinion, the Nielsen thing is a fucking sham. You, as a personality, I would listen to, if I liked you, I would listen to you for as long as you talked. And you're smart enough. But that's not, not necessarily factually accurate when, and I'll tell you why, Isaiah, you could love me, right? You could love me and want to listen to me talk for fucking 30 hours straight. But you also, for you as a person, are in a city like Boston, and then all of a sudden somebody says, oh, hey, Tom Brady's leaving the Pats. Well, guess what? You love me, but I'm not the expert on Tom Brady and the Patriots, and you just hit the button to go to one of the sports stations to find out what's going on with Tom Brady. So if it came to listening to me talk about something you wanted to hear me talk about, you would stay. But as soon as I started talking about something that you didn't want to listen to me talk about, like what if I started talking about menstrual cramps and stuff? You'd be like, oh, what is on? And the fact that there are so many other places within arm's reach for you to go that could listen to things that you cared about. So as soon as I started talking about something people weren't interested in, you didn't care how much they loved me. They just didn't want to hear it. But also when you're doing live things and you're talking for 30 minutes straight, not every single person is going to feel the same way where they're like, I need to listen to this for 30 minutes straight. A lot of people are going to tune in and tune out. And when you're at a radio station, you got to go with what the what society's doing and what the masses are doing. And not only everybody that, has the same attention span. Lives? Like, what are they doing in their lives? The average commute was 22 minutes at that point. So if yeah. I'm talking for a half hour, they were in the car for 22 minutes. Where are they going the other eight? They had to go inside to work. No matter you get how- to tease them on one side of the song and say, I might talk about this next. Well, well again, again, I, I'm completely agreeing with both of what you're saying. But the point I'm making is, did the world of radio allow you, Carrie, for example, to be the best you could be? Like, the, the, literally just go, okay, so if I only have 15 minutes... Can I really just fucking talk or do I have to promote some fucking thing? Those are also two different things where you're you're working in a like that was a thing I had to learn where I was like, well, I do stand up. So radio will be kind of like the same kind of thought process of like trying to be funny. But I was like, oh, no, now I got to be funny in five minutes and also with somebody else. So you got to be quicker and also you don't have a long time to like build up and have a delivery. Like they're completely two different mindsets. And like what Joe Rogan does is like, that's a long form conversation. Also that, I mean, that's kind of coming back to bite him right now, but and I mean, on demand too, that people can listen to it at their whim, at their convenience. Look, but, if I'm sitting on my show in the afternoon and guns and roses is playing Gillette stadium, that yep. And I'm on the air for 20 minutes talking to Slash. People are going to listen for that 20 minutes. But it's not because yes. of me. It's because I had the ability to get Slash to sit down with me and answer my questions for 20 minutes. But yeah. let's be honest. They're not listening because they love me at that point. They're listening because they love Guns N' Roses. But you'll also do things that endear me to listen to you because I do truly enjoy what you say. 
Yeah. But you're going, but there is a point where my endearing qualities for you are going to run out if something else more compelling comes along. And in in a place like Boston, there's plenty of fucking compelling shit going on with sports, with music, with politics, with all of this other stuff going on. So you don't just have an audience at, at gunpoint where they're like, well, I love Mistress Carrie, so I'm just going to sit here attentively all day and hang on her every word. But this is this is you 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 are literally setting the table to what I was talking about. Why the actual fuck did not people allow personalities like yourself to just literally explode? Well, and so do- what Carrie was saying, like when when she's talking, and something else, like Tom Brady, um goes and like retires or something and you want to hear the sports station talk about that that like radio right now is a lot of voice tracking you don't get that like if you don't get that if if, If there's a story if you pre-record a show and you're on a rock station and then someone dies like when me and shu were on the air and neil pert died oh like that was some of the best radio he's ever done but like if that was pre-recorded then you you just have mike shu doing the they would have been scrambling to get in there and pull that recording off the air the way that all those stations that were pre-recorded on 9-11 had but to. There also has yeah. to be a situation, like you said, perfect example, Carrie, 9-11. <clears throat> you have to be in a position, and nobody allows us to be in that position now where when something happens, we can react quickly and accommodate the people listening. It becomes a, well, you should go there. Well, you should go there. So if you're doing what you're doing right, and that thing pops off. Okay, good. Then someone's there. So long, Josh and I talked about this. Josh and I were on the phone earlier talking about this, about like when back in the day as a production director, you know, people had writers and this, and it's all gone. It's all watered down to fucking one person, right? But if there was a chance to have a moment where, yes, a, a, nerve, is, a nerve is struck and Carrie can actually react to it. That'd be cool. Cause if Tom, but that, but I was never told I couldn't do that. And that's the difference between, I think what I was doing full time during the week yep. and, and telling guys on the air on the weekends, not to talk for an hour straight and sure, drop. Sure. Of course, of course, like, of course. I was never told not to respond to something like that. I was never, yep. I just was told to do it in the most creative way and to, and to continue forward mobility. Like, Yeah. Were there times where they were like, your breaks are so long. We can show you people are changing the station because they come here because they want music and a certain kind of music and whatever. But like, we were never told don't respond to something locally. I mean, 9-11 is that one thing in, you know, a hundred years that kind of flushed every radio station. But like, I was always told to to ebb and flow with what was going on. And the hope would be that the audience would be so engaged in it that they would want you to continue talking about it. But, but I was always aware that I worked at a rock station too, and that there were guys in bulldozers that were trying to stay motivated that didn't just want to sit around and listen to me talk all day that they were they like, want to hear, they oh, want to hear ACDC. ACDC man. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. right you right. got to give them the ACDC and don't begrudge them for wanting the ACDC. You know, it's like if that's what they want from you, don't tell them they're wrong. Give it they to them. They want to hear you and Godsmack. 
Right. Yeah, they they want and they want well, there, it. There's oh. that fine line. There's that fine line of. But your idea of where the fine line is, my idea of where the fine line is, the boss's idea of the fine line, we all have a different idea of where that line is. So you could say they're wrong. They're going to say you're wrong. I could be like, well, I'm the one I want to dictate where the line is. And they were like, well, that's great, except you, know, you don't own the station. Right, so right, right, right. everybody can debate where that line is. Like Hillary right. for years was told, we want you to play music. And he was like, I don't want to play music. And they're like, well, here's all the research that says that the audience would love for you to play some music every now and again. Yeah, and rather yeah. than embrace it, he bucked against it and then got the audience to, to be like, yeah, fuck the man. Don't play the music when he could have been like, well, if I play a song or two every hour, like that's an opportunity for me to get up, go take a dump, take a piss, work out our next break and figure <laughs> out what we're going to do. Like I watched Opie and Anthony in their heyday on AAF and they were playing a few songs an hour, but they used the music as an opportunity to make the next break great because they had that extra four minutes to get the right audio, to get calls lined up like that that's also a very good point. The the music being able to like hide behind the music is not mm-hmm. hide behind it, but use it as like a reset button. That yes. I feel like no, you do. Like, you like totally on, the, on on the Hillman Morning Show when I was working on there, it was like you know Greg would ask for like a three minute clip to be recorded in fifty seconds while we're on the air, but during a commercial break, you had a little bit more time. So it's was- <laughs> not only that, but like. You know, it also allows you to attach yourself to like what's going on, right? So if there's a big show in town, you're getting people psyched up by playing the music of the band they're going to see while they're sitting in traffic trying to get there or to find creative ways. You know, if 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 an artist like you talk about like Neil Peart, like Neil, I mean, like Mike on the air and talk about how much he loved Rush. He he went in and handpicked the music that day and played the stuff and told stories about why that music meant something to him and then took calls from people saying, well, play this song for me because I remember this. Yeah. And so the music got woven into it. So the music was the music got villainized by people that just wanted to do talk radio and they anybody that 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 villainized. music i wanted to play it i wanted to debut new songs first i wanted to you know there were days where i would get into the radio station and we would debut a new song and i would play it and the phone lines would light up and i'd be like you know what i need to hear that again so i'm just gonna play it a second time just because the first time around wasn't enough for me to digest it it's like i i need to play it again and the audience would be like fuck yeah play it again why not like right do that kind of stuff but but the music was always part of it play games with the music we had theme things that we would play where we'd be digging through the library looking for songs that had colors in them or chick names in them or just like ridiculous things because it's this language and i ask these questions all the time of artists on the podcast to get them talking about the music that they grew up listening to the songs that influenced them because i know that that's something that's going to strike a nerve with the audience where they're like oh i fucking love that song too Oh, he is a really good guitar player. I remember where I was when that album came out. And all of a sudden, it's this common language that we all share. So I I think that just, you know, saying something like we didn't have, you know, the control we wanted to. It's like sometimes I'll use NASA as an example. Sometimes creativity comes out of parameters and limitations, right? Mm -hmm. 
like you go, okay, astronauts and engineers, this is how big the capsule is. This is all we can take into space. Figure out how we're going to get all the things we need up there in this amount of space. And amazing earth shattering inventions have, have come out of being given boundaries that you had to work around. How many times did you hear a guy like Stern have to get creative to talk about blowjobs because he couldn't just say blowjob on the air? Right, right, yeah. You and and then like on the the uh, Miss Mantown things, like you had to come up with code words for yeah. you know Doctor Bombay There's and creativity and limitation that I think sometimes people blame the limitation and not the lack of creativity. And, and then I you also associate that with that show and that station. Yeah. yeah. Like, we, we had the, the captain of the Worcester Railers on and he was like, I was a huge AF fan. And he like one of the first things he was he said was, I remember like Dr. Bombay. And I was like, can we even leave that in there? Like, we know what it means. But I was like, you're the captain of the Railers. Should you be saying Dr. Bombay on the podcast? I don't know. It just So I think sometimes being forced to kind of dance in your dance space forces you to kind of go, OK, how are we going to do this? And make it really funny and creative. And I'm not saying all limitations are good, because trust me, like there were always times where we'd be like, come on, let's do this. It's a little crazy. It's a little whatever. And we would always motherfuck the lawyers for being the fun police or whatever. But like, well, there's overkill too. I mean, <laughs> yeah, but we're all seeing, like we we're talking about Rogan, like we're all seeing that it doesn't matter how free you think your microphone is. Yeah. Right. If you have an audience that they don't, they, yeah, if you get too much power and they don't want you to have the power, they're going to try and take you down. But, or well, if that, that's, you, a, that's a whole different world. You have to say. Yeah. So it's possible that a, that a majority of Rogan's audience, if they were part of one demographic and he said something to piss off those people, that they'd be like, fuck you, man. We that's all, all that, that's right. all, that's, that's a whole PR move. But that's, but yeah. but anytime you get in front of a microphone, you are going to be hailed a hero or villain based on whatever it is that you're saying. And that's something we have all agreed to when we sat down behind the mic. Correct. That you a can big microphone comes with big responsibility. That's right. You know, and, and how many times have you heard about a small microphone? Some jock in some small market said something and it got the whole company in trouble. Right. Yeah. One exactly. station podcast went and backfired and got the whole Oops. trouble. So sometimes it's the little microphone causing the big problems. That's true too. Yeah. But also going back to the new music, like ha like having to play the new music, even if you don't like that, like just like the the code words and stuff, like Doctor Bombay. That if you hear a song for the first time, you'll always associate it with the station you heard it on. Yeah. Like I remember the the day i graduated high school it was the one time i ever heard this band on af i was listening to af on the way home from the last day of high school and it was a band called new politics and this uh -huh. song came on and i got home and i was like i need to i need to look them up and i was a lifelong fan of new politics but i always remember that drive home listening to AF and I was like, say the name, say the name. <laughs> say it. Or like Shazam where you could just see like, come on, stupid DJ, tell oh, me yeah. the, name of the band because I yeah. can't find it any other way. That was still in the, the flip phone days. That's and I remember I mean. that yeah. that same year there was a there was a band that I at least when I worked at AF was never played. But I was I remember I was going to Logan Airport when I was leaving for Los Angeles and it was a band called Sick Puppies. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. 
Very good. I forget the name of the song, but they, that song was on and I was just like, it made me like so emotional. I was just like, I always remember the first time I heard that band was on AF and I always listen to that band whenever I'm depressed. So I mean, and I'm hoping that even though I'm not playing music on the podcast, because music licensing and technology hasn't quite figured out how that's going to work yet. It's, it's coming, but it's not here yet, but I'm hoping that as I expose people to new artists on the podcast, that they will always associate, oh, well, the first time I heard about that band or whatever, I heard about it from Mistress Carrie, even though it wasn't necessarily the song, but they heard me talking to the artist. And then the interview made them go, oh, well, I want to check out, I think this guy's really cool. I, I want to hear their music or whatever. And then I'm hoping that I'm able to still do that kind of stuff. Or they can use you as an avenue to to debut like um, Shadows of Boston. Like they hadn't really yeah. done anything before your live podcast and Drake it that day. Yeah. And that's in like the live show that we're doing. Well, actually, I can't talk about that. on the well, Actually, listen, Carrie, you, you do what you do and you did it for years. And now you're giving a platform to another group of people. That's that's perfect. Yeah. And there's like, uh, you know, I ask all these new artists about the whole, you know, is rock dead concept. No, really? I was like, dude, didn't rock die like 25 years ago? They told us it was dead. And I ask every time they say that rock is dead, we fucking re-energize ourselves. And there's some great new artists coming out. You, You know, these, these newer artists that I, that I've been able to have on the show. Um, you know, there's just, there's so much good stuff that's out there that you just gotta. You no, gotta no, hold on. The great, the great thing is though, the great thing is that you're the hunter of finding that out because people aren't doing this. Well, yeah, they're busy. They're, they're they, you know, it doesn't matter. I don't give a fuck. You're, Carrie, Carrie, you're doing it. You're yeah. doing it and you're showcasing them. But yeah. that's, that's what she did on the radio for a long time. And I Correct. think kind of, kind of like how, um podcasting in like maybe five years ago ten years ago when podcasting first came out it kind of gave a resurgence to stand-up comedy now stand-up comedy is kind of like how it was in the late 80s early 90s and i feel like now that like podcasting is kind of taking over that like new artist and like showcasing new bands and stuff i i feel like it's going to do that for bands too and then people will be like, oh, this is kind of like another golden age of like radio, but it's podcasting where they're they're able to play music and have new guests on. And it's like you have your own AF where it's like, here's this new band Godsmack. I just can't wait until I can have the artist on and play the song. Correct. Are you not allowed to play the music? No, because they they haven't worked out how the artist. Uh, Well, it's like I was telling you, Isaiah, the the. Like a few months ago, when when Phil Labonte sent me a um a, a screenshot of uh Instagram taking down his post because he was playing all that remains in the background, and they said you can't post this because you don't own the song. And he's like, this is my song. <laughs> yeah, it just it, it it's going to find a way to to pay just like you know Spotify has to pay for streams, just like radio plays to pays to play the songs, and they you know, pay ASCAP and BMI or whatever, the industry is going to need to find a way shift, shift. for podcasters to put music in their podcast and be right. able download of the podcast so obviously they'll fig- do they will figure it out and when yeah, they well, do they're, they're already figuring it out because like I I was telling you Isaiah that um Spotify 
is like we have like we're able to play whatever song is on Spotify on our podcast. Right. Like through the 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 system. So that we, we do use. our show and we can play a Foo Fighters song and no problem. If it's on Spotify, if it's on Spotify, we can play it on the podcast and there's no problem. With for free. Yes. But only if the podcast is being listened to on Spotify. Yes. If it's which if it's, it, which is on, it's part of Anchor. Yeah, but what yeah, I'm saying so if is, we use it through you know, Anchor, as long as we're using Anchor, we can use any song that's on Spotify and it will put it everywhere that it's allowed to be. Right. But if you tried to put that same episode up on Apple or YouTube, it would be taken down. Yeah. Right. Taken down. There is going to come a time when oh. industry wide, it's going to be a universal thing because artists the, the industry needs it with sales down all the time and podcasting up. And it, it is this amazing outlet for artists, but they, they, they've got to find a way. And, and I understand the artists wanting to get paid for it. Cause they pay, they get paid shit for streams as it is. They right. just came out today and said that Rogan actually, his deal was worth 200 million to Spotify, not a hundred million. Like other people thought he's killing it. But when I talked to guys like Sean Morgan from Seether on the podcast and we were talking about all that Rogan money, he was like, yeah, that's great that Spotify was built on the backs of musicians who get paid shit and then they go out and give somebody $200 million. Yeah, we are pissed. All musicians are. I yeah. mean, if you got paid 0. .0003 cents per stream. And then this cat makes fucking $2 million. And $2 he's billion. Flat out, I don't begrudge Rogan for making the money. It just bothers me that that Spotify or you know any anywhere else, like they pride themselves on having all this music on it, but the people creating the music that people are going to Spotify for are getting paid shit. That's and awful. They should get paid more money. Point zero 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 three cents or point zero three cents a stream. Yeah, like I think Steven Tyler was talking about that, and he was he was like basically like I we get a check for $7 for what used to be like yeah. whatever their album sales were. And they were like, that's how we used to make money. And now this is the other Avenue, but we, yeah. we get a check for. I think five. Neil Young said that he made like $245,000 off of, you know, like Spotify, like Spotify or whatever. And then when he pulled his stuff off of Spotify, people started going to other platforms to listen. And to made a lot more. And he's making more money. Because so, he has his own platform. Every move, every move like that is, come on. Every move like that is made to move your listeners to a different platform. Come on. Think about it. Like how much money would Neil Young make going on tour versus like $245,000 to us is a massive amount of money. Right? That, that's one show for him. But that's what I'm saying. So it's like Spotify... And, and I don't just mean to pick on them. I mean, any of these streaming services, YouTube doesn't pay well, Apple doesn't pay, none of them pay well. No. And it's like, can you imagine if they got one penny per stream? Right. That would be a lot. I mean, I think we get like a penny per click on Anchor and I'm still and, like, wow, we and carry, carry, carry. And we've made 13 cents. 13. I mean, what can you- Listen, listen, don't begrudge. We're working our way out. <laughs> I mean that's that's just what you got to do in the, but also like everyone hey, sees that can number I, that Josh, that, Josh, Neil, that, hold on, that that Neil Young oh, yes. makes two hundred thousand dollars. Not all that goes to his bank account. No, like that that goes to his team. That goes to well, he pays taxes first. 
Yeah, so then now we're down to 80,000. Management and booking agent and everybody takes their cut. Yeah, so and Neil Young probably pockets like maybe 50 grand. Know, yeah, he, he pockets Gary? enough for a used Prius. Yeah. Scary. Look. I know. That badass bitch right there finished the Boston Marathon and then ate a half a gallon of chocolate ice cream. Dude, I remember that day and I was so, I'm still so proud of you. You hustled your ass off and yeah. the podcast is going to have new t-shirts with isaiah's face on it and it's just going to be the background king oh. on zoom i mean it's, it's How this? Be every here, here, background you've ever had right <laughs> there i mean we we got to make a t-shirt with that gender neutral haircut that you had i mean we have the mike shoe oh, shirts that sold dude. pretty well but you're before you came on terry i was going through my like pictures and showing josh different things and my cat and this and i decided to toss up a picture in your genre, my genre of like 89 and my mullet is ridiculous. Also, before you came on, Carrie, I was thinking about just canceling the episode and calling the police because we don't know where Shu went. <laughs> he's missing. He's fine. I mean, he's he's like missing, like not like he's going to be on the air tomorrow morning, right? I mean, he's not that. No, no, I think he might be dead. We'll see. I mean, there's only one way to find out. Is this wait. was this was actually better. No disrespect. So fucking awesome to see your face, Carrie. It's good to see you guys. Yeah, it was good to see you. Yes. I you're good. Work though. I mean, I we could solve all the world's problems about podcasting and music licensing and radio and stuff, but I see this mic right here. Uh-huh. Yep. That's the radio mic. This is the podcast mic. That's the radio mic. I gotta go use the radio microphone again. Okay. Go so you. We I, love you. Isaiah, Thank you. what happened? We just pulled her into our spell where she just had to delete a bunch of new music and commercials. So no, we're so no. sorry. Oh, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> our break was way too long and we dumped a bunch of Carrie's new music. Sorry. Oh my God. But seriously, go and check out. So go and check out these bands. Uh, all good things. Go Can and you please text me all this. Yeah. It's on the podcast, Isaiah. Go back and listen and write it down. No, 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 no. The way, the, the way Carrie and I used to operate, she, she was awesome. She literally would fill this folder. I'm like, oh my God, all this shit. Do you mind texting me everything you're oh, saying? I'll, I'll text it to you. But for anybody that's listening, you got to listen to uh, listen to all good things. Go listen to Lilith Czar. Go listen to Jelly Roll. Go listen to Plush. Uh, go check out Aaron Jones for sure. There's some great, great new stuff out there. I for love it. And then go and check out the podcast that's got, you know, the artists that you already know you love, like Slash and Jonathan Davis. And, uh, and do me a favor. Do me a favor. Like for the four people watching, give all the love for what you do. Go. What do you mean? Go to mistresscarry.com. My social media is up there. Yeah, the website has got the events calendar. So if you want to know what concerts are coming to New England, they're all up at mistresscarry.com. Just click the events calendar. Um, you can hang out with me every Tuesday night and cocktails in the war room on Facebook at eight 30 and subscribe to the mistress Carrie podcast, which is absolutely everywhere. And then listen to me, uh, afternoons on 100 FM, the pike, Mike, she does mornings. I do afternoons where well, I'm everywhere. She's everywhere. I I'm mean, everywhere. she's, she's in the middle East. She's back here. She's, she's on Mom. our podcast when we tweet about it and. Thank you so much for coming on, Carrie. Yeah, I'm glad you tweeted out the link. I was like, there's no way they're going to just let me on. I thought it would be like, you're in the waiting area. We'll see if the host lets you in. And you're like, nope, just we, let we, me through. Well, based, based on what you saw, we had to dump some people that were just shit-faced. So we had like... Yeah, I, I actually... I, the middle in, of the day. 
Yeah, What's fine. that? How can you be drunk in the middle of the day? Don't people have things to that's do? That's why we didn't let them on. Also, that's who listens to this podcast. So I, I made, I ended up just making this chat room just, you know, private. So nobody else could come in. <laughs> hey, Carrie, I love you. I miss love you. you guys too. I'll see you soon. All right. We'll talk to you soon, Carrie. Bye, guys. Have fun. This is Brad Marchand, and you're listening to Breaking the Ice with Josh Dolan. I don't think he would ever let a pizza get out the door before he buried the whole thing, so he likes to eat that kid.